This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Kanyokahage Nation in Chashage, also known as Montreal, Quebec, the original lands of many First Nations, including the Kanyokahage of the Haudenosaunee Confederacy, Huron-Wendat, Abenaki, and Anishinaabe. When we engage with and exist in digital spaces like this one right now, it's really important to think about the implications of the forces of colonialism that played such a huge part in shaping this kind of technology. The roots of so much of today's technology stem from colonial motives of surveillance and militarization and control. Understanding the ways in which technology isn't neutral and is in fact entrenched in systems of colonization is a really important process that we all should engage with in order to reflect on our own positionality in digital spaces. To learn what land you're on, go to native-land.ca. gonna preface this by saying that I am currently sick I have like a just a shitty cold um but I feel like my voice is sounding super rough and so I just wanted to let you know that I'm not dying or anything I just I just have a really stuffy nose so bear with me with that I hope it's not too distracting But that being said, it's honestly lovely to be sitting down and recording um, and with it being such like a fun kind of playful episode. Like obviously I'm going to be talking about um, some like heavier things. We're going to be talking about misogyny and toxic masculinity and gender double standards um, and all of that, you know, general thematic stuff that I think comes up in pretty much every episode that I do but I also just want this to be like fun to listen to if you're like on the bus or making your morning coffee or going on like a little walk around the block just like having it be a light easy part of your day and speaking of which I posted this already on the Lily Paws Instagram story yesterday um But I got this text from a friend who was riding the Metro um, the other day and she was sitting next to somebody who was listening to the Lillipod, which is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. I think that's so cute. You just like look over and, and see that and crazy to think that there are just like people out there listening to my voice. I was talking to Marco about this that it feels really weird hearing, uh, hearing that kind of thing from people because, like, I'll get messages from you guys and it's so, so sweet, um, to hear from you individually, but it's funny to me and seems just, like, impossible and very surreal that, like, you could, like, coexist, like, that somebody could spot somebody listening to the same podcast on the train or the bus or whatever, it's just really cool. And so um, if that was you, if you were riding the Montreal Metro, I'm guessing it was like the orange line on Monday. Um, you're adorable and I'm a big fan. <laughs> 
and my friend saw you. So anyway, that I just thought I'd throw that in there because it totally made my day and I thought it was really, really cute. Um, and yeah, I just, I want to take a little bit of time in each episode to just like extend my, um, gratitude for you guys for listening because it seems like I said before just like impossible that this is happening like I feel like it's a little bit of a fever dream in the cutest way possible um like if you've ever had like a really pleasant fever dream I don't know if that's even a thing because now that I'm thinking about it I think all my fever dreams have been nightmarish and stressful but I guess what I'm just trying to say is like it's very surreal to me that this is a thing and that it's reaching real people and that I have made some really cool connections through this thing that I've created. Um, And I'm just like really, really grateful to have you listening as weird and disconnected as that might sound. Like even if we've never talked, like I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. And I think it's really freaking cool if you are enjoying it or if you're recommending it to people or whatever I just think that it's so sweet and I'll, I'll shut up in a minute I just like I feel like I don't often extend um my love and my gratitude enough vocally like in my episodes because I tend to get a little shy about it um but I yeah just have so much love for this little platform and I'm so grateful that we can all be connected and I would love to find a way for you all to connect with one another because I think that Honestly, most of you would probably be friends with each other from what I know from uh, messages I've gotten and and just like the people that I know who listen. Um, so if you have any ideas of how we could connect all of you, if you're interested in that, if you want to make some cool friends, um, whether it's just online or whether like could do like a cute little meetup or something. Um yeah, that's just a thought that I'm sprinkling out into the void. And so anyway, I'm going to stop rambling because I feel like this has gone on for a long time. And I'm going to dive into today's episode, which, if you haven't read the title, is going to be about the one and only terrible but addictive show, Love Island. And it's not just going to be about Love Island, but this is the show that inspired this episode. Um... Yeah, it originally was a joke. Marco was like, oh my god, you should do an episode on Love Island. And I was like, oh, ha 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 ha, that's so funny. And then I thought about it and I was like, wait, this could actually be really good. And so thank you to Marco for suggesting it, even if it was a joke. Um, I think that reality TV, I think I've talked about it a little bit before. Um, I remember I talked about it with Lori in the episode that we did on the Kardashians a little bit. That was forever ago. And I feel like I didn't have much knowledge on that because I don't personally watch the Kardashians. But Love Island has been on the screen for the past little while. Uh, I'm going to expose Marco here. He might not want the world to know this, but we have been watching it together. And it's been so hilariously adventurous I think we're watching the US version um unfortunately we're not watching the UK version well honestly probably fortunately because all the things I'm hearing about it are that it's terrible and all the men are misogynists and it's just like not a fun time um so yeah we've been watching Love Island US and it's definitely not as bad as it could be in terms of like oh my god sorry (laughs) 
in terms of like the people aren't as horrible as I've seen before as I've seen like clips of the UK version it seems like the men are a lot worse on there um and that's you know a big generalization and I'm making judgments here and you know we all we all know the thing of like oh like it's 24 hours of reality squished into one hour of consumable content for an audience but you know even with all these edits like these people are saying these things they're not getting twisted that much and so if somebody has these like very misogynistic ideals of relationships or of women in general and this includes the women I've seen a lot of weird competition internalized misogyny vibes going on which you know is how reality tv thrives i think um is by pinning women against one another and doing the madonna whore you know rivalry and really really selling selling that as like a a source of entertainment i don't know it's it's always evident when that kind of stuff is just like really going on and not edited or heightened in any way Um, And of course, things are filtered and things are edited and processed and made into the most entertaining kind of thing that we're going to be consuming at home because that's how they make their money. But yeah, I just think it's interesting that people will often make that argument of like, oh, like it's a whole 24 hours. We're not seeing so many of those hours. And it's like, yeah, but does that excuse this behavior that we are seeing in like the span of an hour? I think one of the biggest things that sticks out to me as like almost comical is how low the standards are for the men on this show. Like we just expect them all to be douchebags. Like it's not surprising. The bar is like literally like in the basement. It's not even on the ground floor. It's like in the basement digging into the soil of the earth. It is so low. Like there was this one girl who was talking about Um, a guy that she was like wanting to couple up with and she literally said something like he listens to me he's such like a good genuine guy he just wants to hear what I have to say and I'm like are we really out here idealizing a man that just like listens to you when you speak and doesn't interrupt you is that really where the bar is at because like that's sad and I think that's part of the reality tv culture is like it's it's different than real life obviously everything is heightened expectations are different everything's very glossy and performative and shallow and superficial but like at the same time I don't know the fact that we just expect these guys to be basically the absolute worst and then when they show us that they're not that they might actually be like a decent human being we're like wow he's a really good guy like no I'm not interested in falling into that trap and I think that that's why it's hard to watch sometimes um like sometimes it's funny it's laughable you can kind of just like shake it off but at the times it's just like so blatant that some of these men just like hate women And I think that also shows up in the villainization of women in reality TV and these, like, double standards that we see going on. Um, Like, a big thing that I think has been talked about a lot before is, like, whenever a woman cries or gets upset or emotional in a situation in these kind of TV shows, our first instinct is to label her as a drama queen or an attention seeker or, in some cases, like, a straight-up bitch. Um, When, like... It's fucking overwhelming. Like, you're on TV. 
you're constantly being filmed. You've got these like assholes around you. Not saying they're all assholes, but for the majority, I think most of the people that go on this show are not the kind of person that you'd necessarily want to foster a connection with. And, you know, that's sort of like supposed to be the whole point of the show is to find connection and love and whatever. And I, I don't think that that's it. I think it, it's very much about um, exposure and about getting popular and, you know, in the age of social media, becoming an influencer and all of that. But like these women on the show are expected to remain the cool girl the entire time that they're there. And when they slip out of that performance, like when they cry or they call a boy out or they get upset um, with a guy being dishonest with her, for example, she's immediately framed as like that bitch that's overreacting because it's just a game or just a joke. And I think this is where I could like say the point. It's called reality TV for a reason, even though it's heightened and filtered and glossy, like I said before. Love Island emulates the society that we live in. It's just a sexier, more edited version of what we see when we go out in the world. And I think people love to say it's just a show and to not take it seriously, which like, you know, I agree with. I think it's it's a reality show. Like it's not it's not something to be dissected and critiqued. I think we can just enjoy the escapism of it sometimes until it starts to like really show some red flags. I think it becomes an easy excuse for people to say it's just a show to to make one trying to justify straight up misogyny and overall just like shitty behavior. And I also think there's a huge double standard when it comes to the reputation of men and women on this show and just like you know, in general society, and this is something I've talked about before, um, that men can, like, goof off and be casual and get away with shitty behavior because it's expected of them. You know, they're just men and boys will be boys. But as soon as the women want to have agency and explore their options or become sexually liberated or even express interest in someone other than who they're coupled up with on the show, for example, they're held to this like insane standard and put under a total magnifying glass, which I think also applies to their physical appearance. Like these women are always expected to look put together and pretty, but effortlessly so. Like half of the show, I think is literally just the girls in their room putting on their makeup. And, you know, literally nothing wrong with taking a long time to get your makeup done, but the way that the show frames it, it's like this weird, segregated moment of communion of, like, the men are outside and, I don't know, like, playing in the pool or, or whatever, and they're kind of just, like, like goofing off and having a good time and, you know, being being manly and playful and having the time of their life. And these women are so often like off to the side or in their rooms getting their makeup done or picking out an outfit and constantly talking about negativity. I find that so much of what's framed in the show is women bitching about things, which again, I fucking love a good bitching session. Like I'm all for venting. I'm all for talking with your girls about whatever's going on. But it's the way that the show frames it in this way of like the women are always talking about something, some kind of drama that's going on. And the guys are just, like, so carefree and don't have a fuck to give in the world. 
And I think this is also an interesting thing to explore because I think that it is an honest portrayal to an extent of how uh, men and women are socialized to confront issues. Women are encouraged to gossip and to sort of do like, you know, like the caddy talking behind one another's backs kind of thing while, you know, simultaneously being shamed for that. And I think that could be a whole other episode of just like the culture of gossip and um, the like simultaneous feminization and villainization of gossip, I think is like a really, really fascinating thing. And how that all ties in with like femininity and community and feminism and like creating connections, especially with other women. And anyway, I could go off on a whole tangent on that. So I'll save that for another day. But I guess what I'm trying to get at is that the show highlights this weird socialized culture of men just like being able to goof off and have fun and not care until the women are around and then the women bring all of this like emotional, I guess, discourse to to confront and to talk about. And it seems like she's always the one expected to bring it up or she's always the one who's responsible for navigating the like emotional spaces of a relationship, which I think is very much a reflection of how we expect women to be in relationships in general, like in the real world and not on reality TV. I think that the thing about shows like this is just that they take like the worst bits of gendered socialization and double standards and gendered expectations of men and women and they throw it into this overproduced heightened glossy filtered tv show that they know people are gonna just like scoop up with all of their learned desire for consumption and escapism under this lovely little world of capitalism and you know i'm also part of the problem because as much as i might be complaining about it i am still watching it i am still giving it my time and attention And that's also just like what TV is there for to a certain extent, especially nowadays with our level of burnout and just like the emotional exhaustion of living through life, I guess. Um, You know, this is like in the context of the pandemic. This is being in university. This is related to dealing with stuff about your gender, with stuff about your sexuality. Like the world is tiring and that's okay. And... (laughs) Sorry, I keep like choking because I'm not used to talking because I've been sleeping all day. Um, Anyway, getting back to my point, the world is tiring and I am always a huge advocate. It will always be my number one thing to incorporate small things that bring you delight and bring you joy into your day and how that is really like the root of so much of our misery is like not having enough time to delight in those small things or maybe like not making the time because we're just like so fucking tired at the end of the day that all we want to do is like throw on the tv and relax like we don't want to bake a cake or we don't want to knit a scarf or we don't want to go hang out with our friends because like work was just really tiring or I don't know, Some something happened to just like exhaust us, whether it's reading the news or being on social media. And so we choose escapism. And I guess social media also fits into that of just like completely letting ourselves go, letting our brains shut off because we're just like so fucking pooped. <laughs> 
Um, and I think that that is so okay. And so, I mean, no, okay. I don't, I don't think it's okay. I don't think that it's right that we are living in a world that like makes us feel that way or makes us feel like we need to do those things. Um, or makes us so tired that we can't spend time doing the things that we love and that we want to be doing. But I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's normal, I think, right now. And as much as I wish it wasn't normal, as much as I wish that we were all living out fruitful and nourished and nurturing and beautiful connected lives that's not always the case and it's okay if you want to just like watch an hour or two hours of shitty reality tv at the end of the day because that's all you have energy for um and i think in that sense like these kind of shows can be fun to an extent if we're not using it as like a self-sabotage tool of like feeding into these insecurities we have or feeding into that like desire to consume and check out and not be present in our life which you know is more complicated than just like the way I'm presenting it obviously there's mental health intertwined with this there's exhaustion there's burnout there's all of these things to take into consideration and so obviously take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt of of salt of salt because I'm just speaking from my own experience of self-sabotage and escapism and like using tv as a way to check out when really I could like really use a walk around the park or a little yoga or reading a book before bed but instead I just throw on a show that I know is gonna like let me zone out and that makes me more tired it's like this endless cycle of ickiness and it's hard to get out of especially if we're like in a routine of it especially if there's not someone there to kind of like tug us out of it Um, and I hope that everyone listening has someone in their life that, like, can kind of support them in that and either, like, lay next to them when they're going through that or help pull the covers off of them and take them outside when they feel ready or when they need a little nudge. And I think where I'm at with it right now is just, like, watching it for what it is and it makes it really fun. But I also know that if I weren't watching it with somebody else... And if I were in a different mindset that I'm in currently, it could be really ugly and I could like be having the worst time of my life, just like completely indulging in this thing that requires no brain power, which again is sometimes, sometimes maybe a good thing. Maybe like a little bite of that is good sometimes to just like let go and escape. But yeah, I think it's a slippery slope and reality TV definitely wants you to slide. I think there's so much more that I could unpack in this episode, but I am getting a headache from listening to myself talk for so long. This cold that I have is just like not hitting the spot right now. And so I think I'm going to leave it at that. I had so much fun just like sitting and chatting. I think this will hopefully be entertaining to listen to. And if you want to connect, you can always reach out to me at thelily.pod on Instagram um once again if you're that cutie who is listening to lily pot on the metro i don't know if i know you um but if i don't please introduce yourself i would love to know who you are um and maybe you're listening to this again on the metro maybe this is a weird matrix inception situation i haven't seen either of those movies so i don't know if those references make sense okay i'm gonna go thanks for hanging out and i will talk with you soon 